I'm DJ Wes Sims, and you're listening to the KVRX Podcast Network. During South by Southwest this year, I caught up with Lunar Vacation from Atlanta, Georgia at their show at the Mohawk. They're finally getting to tour on the album they released late last year, Inside Every Fig is a Dead Wasp. The album is really good, and I got to see them play live on a few different occasions that week. And if you've seen them play before, you know how fun they are. And in the interview, we got into the specifics of the album, meeting some people on tour, and getting cool gifts from them, and uh, much more. So I hope you enjoy. Sitting here with Lunar Vacation in the green room at Mohawk uh, before their performance at uh, Women That Rock. Is that the showcase? Yes. Sweet. Uh, second to last show for South By? Um, how has it been so far? I guess I'll just pass it around since it's kind of... Um, it's been really fun and uh, the shows have been really good. Um, I think we're all kind of tired, as is everyone, but ready to uh, rock as women. Cool. Um, I, I know you guys are like buds with Hall Johnson. We've talked about this, but I was just curious, like... So I think Trevor came on board at Killed Scales like around the same time you guys did. I was wondering if that was like something you found out about afterwards, after you'd made the decision, or um, how if that was just a weird coincidence. And I, I'm sure that was like a cool surprise. Anyway. Yes, it was a weird coincidence because we didn't really know who Killed Scales were, and we met with them when we were. Uh, finished with our album to see if we wanted to put it out through a label and they d- it just clicked with them they were the coolest people we talked to and then after we we had signed and everything we found out Trevor worked there right and we were like oh my god it's so perfect yeah we love Trevor yeah honestly it was kind of like oh we should definitely sign with this label first first of all because they're like amazing and very kind and awesome but then also it's like oh trevor's on board too it's like it neat yeah it was meant to be because we've known trevor since we were like 17. so he's been the homie forever well y'all, just, y'all were just like internet friends right i feel like i sorry i know it's like passing back and forth i for the listener i only brought one mic um but yeah trevor was telling me you guys were like just like Hey, I love your music, just like over the internet. So that's really cool. Yeah. I uh, I wanted to ask like, what what y'all think sets your album inside every fig is a dead wasp apart from like your previous music besides like, or in terms of like the approach and like also the reception, because I feel like it's like a whole other thing. I feel like the whole process was uh, way more collaborative and all the projects before this album was kind of us testing out ways in which we work well together and this one really clicked. And this is the first time we worked in like a studio with a producer and engineer. Everything else was like DIY before. Um, and yeah, it was just very holistic, collaboratively collaborative process <laughs> sorry I'm waking up still cool I I feel like uh, I don't get to talk like interview a lot of bands who are like my age really so I, I feel like it's like really romanticized like finishing an album and like um, this one is like so well produced and like I'm like I don't know like even myself I'm like man like I would love to make an album, but it's like so freaking hard. 
Um, so how does it feel to like have actually accomplished that like at at your age, I guess? It was um, it was kind of like a it was a long process to get the album out, you know, long process, and it kind of happened like over the pandemic, kind of like started before and then finished like in 2020, I guess. Um, so it almost kind of and like we didn't get to tour off of it immediately, so it was kind of like a like a stilted uh, feeling almost like it, it didn't like happen all at once. So it still takes time for us to all like, you know, um, realize that we've done it, you know, and like now we're finally like, we get to tour on the album and play it as much as we can and try and get it out there. Yeah, there's definitely been a lot of latent rewards from it because when you just release something digitally, it's only like a tiny pro like part of the release process. And so we got to play some shows after, and then now we're finally getting back into touring. But that's like several months after we put it out. Um, so it's like continually rewarding. And it's like, oh wow, we did make a body of work that we worked really, really hard on like two years ago, right? It was like two years ago now, which is so wild. But uh, that's how these things work, yeah. Yeah, but we're very much enjoying playing to people and being able to talk to people and just having a record to give to people at shows because we've never had that before. So cool. Um, I, uh, I was curious. Uh, I've mentioned this a couple times off the mics, but my friend made you guys bread. I was wondering, do you have any like recent other like stories of like people on the road just like hooking you up with stuff or helping you out? Oh, someone crocheted us at a show earlier this week, crocheted us of, um, some flowers and some hand warmers for all of us. That was amazing. And I'm pretty sure they did it while we were playing, which is even cooler. And someone gave one of our band members a bass once. That was pretty crazy. Also, uh, the guitar I'm playing right now was like a custom made one from this dude who like ended up living down the street for, uh, from us in Atlanta and Jason, yeah. And he made like this really sick like hollow body that I play now, just like because he wanted to, which was so nice. Um, trying to think, there's, I feel like there's something else. Yeah, everyone just, yeah, a lot of amazing, lovely, very kind things that people just, yeah, people will just like give us food and I don't know, it's really fun. But yeah, Alistair made us this really good focaccia. Um, it was literally devoured in probably under an hour. And we all went to breakfast and it was a blast. I, I'm really jealous because I still haven't had any. There's a, he's, he sells it like pop-up shops and I still haven't been to any. Gosh, do you, oh, by the way, I love that guitar. It's so cool, so cool. I meant to say that. Um, how, how's it been like preparing for the live set? Uh, like, have you had like any difficulties like adapting the album to like certain parts of it to play at the shows yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> um, yes a little bit but so much better than the previous stuff because when we did home studio stuff uh, like artificial flavors we would just like add layer and layer upon of synth and guitar tracks and it just got really hard to play um, but the producer and the engineer, like studio situation, they kind of like help you focus it in a little bit. So there's still some parts that are like, 
a little bit tricky to play and we have to like adapt it or simplify it but um, uh, yeah it's so much better than it used to be yeah I think we're we've gotten a lot more comfortable comfortable with you know playing the new songs live and um, sort of took it the same process as we did when we were making it you know taking like a long period of time to kind of develop something and, and come back to it later and we've kind of been rolling with uh, what we've been practicing and then make you know make adjustments you know whenever it comes up and not try to change anything you know preemptively like without for you know for no reason you know as long as we're having fun and you know grooving up there and having a good time then we can it, it can come across you know better and um, that's what we've been doing there's one thing that I like to repeat that our producer Dan told us when we first started making the album that every part should be saying something. So that's definitely like one of the main differences between old stuff and our new album is like all the, it just feels way more intentional. So we only added stuff that, and we were always thinking about the live show because we're, we consider ourselves a live band. So we weren't just adding like layers and layers of shit like Mateo said, but um, yeah, I feel like we're just way more intentional. So. Performing it live felt more, it just made more sense. It didn't feel as overwhelming because we knew all of the parts and we knew what had to be played to deliver it to the people. Cool. Do you guys have like a favorite line on the record? I know Grace sings most of the stuff and probably wrote most of the lyrics, if not all of the lyrics, but you all have a favorite lyric of theirs or like, do you have a favorite lyric of your own? I, cause I, I feel like there's a lot of cool stuff on there. like. You've talked about in the past of it being like um, really like straight to the point and you're like not trying to hide things anymore, like you're trying to be more open. And also found it interesting that like I also still like there's a lot of lines that are like so specifically written that like I still have to like it's like it could be taken a couple different ways. Like I really like the line on uh, Cutting Corners that's like um, uh, it's been years since we last spoke, you're looking like me. I like I, I don't know. Just the way you sing it too, I'm like, hmm. What exactly does that mean? So, do I'm just curious. Like, do you have any specific lines that you're like, oh, that's clever. Or, like, I really like that one. Well, thank you. Uh, my one of my favorite lines is actually also from that song, um, and it's uh, a bitter heart can't go far. Or a bitter heart, yeah, can't, won't. I don't know. A bitter heart can't go far. I know it because I tried it. Um, but that song is all about like. Uh, a tumultuous friendship with someone and kind of just like explaining how difficult it is but all, like from a perspective of like both of us are fucking up not one person's in the wrong all of that stuff but I do really like that that one um, what about my favorite line is there's no reason to be sad about it from the song Gears because Grace wrote that chorus while we were in the studio and it wasn't like a demo or anything. It was just like very spur of the moment. And I i don't know, we were all going through stuff when we were making that album, but I just felt like Grace sang that and I really needed to hear it in the moment. And Grace was like, that's kind of stupid. Like it's just filler words. And Dan and I were like, don't change it. It's perfect. And I love hearing it every night because it's like sometimes people just need to hear something that's like that straight up, you know? Raising my hand. <laughs> um. I, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I like, but I, this just came to mind. Face it all so you know much more than you'd ever like to. It's kind of like 
Uh, I like it. It's just kind of like sometimes you don't know, you know, how something's going to turn out until you try it. And um, I don't know, it's kind of inspiring, you know, to me, to everyone. This is a really, really old song, but I would just like to say that we play this song called Swell every set. And the more and more I hear it, and Grace wrote it when they were like 16. And I'm like, damn, this is like, this hits. I feel like it really, all those lyrics just encapsulate. What? Yeah. Yeah. But loved that. Love that song. I think everyone should re listen to it. It's wise. Cool. And I, well, another thing I noticed, like, um, I, I thought, like, it was really cool, like, in the context of, like, what I've read about, like, the making of the album is, like, that the last line is of, of the album is, I feel like I'm truly ready to face it all on my own. Um, and I just thought that was, like, a really, do you, was that, do you think that was intentional, or that that's, like, the, <clears throat> the last thing on the album? Well... I, so for that song, that was kind of just like, I didn't really change the lyrics at all, or that much from the demo version, um, and I think it just like really weirdly came together, that like that was the last line on the album, and I remember like our producer Dan was like, that's such a cool way to end the record, like being very open-ended and being like, there's a million different ways we can go for the next record. Um, I think it kind of just worked out that way, but it was like... I remember when he said that, I was like, oh, I didn't even realize that. Like, it was really cool. There wasn't an, there was an intentional production choice there, too, to drop out all of the music. So Grace just sings that last line with nothing beneath it. as kind of like a, leaving us a blank slate for the next record, too. So that's a nice thing to notice. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. cool. Um, I, okay, last question is, what, what do you guys have next or like what do you want to plug for yourself I guess besides I guess South by's coming to a close uh, what do you have on deck um, well we are going to Europe for or the entirety of May and we're gonna tour Europe which is gonna be a blast and then we're also touring the US in June with uh, two special guests that's not announced yet um, and then yeah just like in between when we're not touring just recording some more music and hopefully you know starting LP2 so yeah. Grace makes uh, posters if anyone needs some art for their band hit up Grace Mateo makes pottery paradiddle pottery on Etsy uh, that's all the small businesses I have to plug right now oh yeah thank you cool all right that's all my questions thanks you guys I'm really excited to see y'all play again <laughs>